Well, hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I am Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher, and hopefully you. You are expected at this meeting right now. Where are you? Come on. You got to show up. You got to be on time for this meeting, right, Jer? That is right. <laughs> yeah. Great tie-in, Debbie. Way to go. I just thought yeah. of it. <laughs> Well, we're asking you today whether you like or dislike going to meetings, okay? They could Ugh. be work meetings, they could be prayer meetings, 12-step uh, meeting. Mm. Uh, maybe for you it's a men's or women's fellowship meeting. I had our men's group met last night at church. I love going to that one. Town hall meetings, PTAs, you name it. Do you, do you love or hate or do you like or dislike going to meetings? It may depend on what kind of meetings they are, but we want to hear from you. Maybe you're saying to yourself that when you hear that, that, that um, sentence come at you, can we have a meeting? You just go, oh, not another meeting. I don't want to sit there again. Can you just send it in an email? How about that? How about we do an email exchange? <laughs> so uh, we, um, we want to talk about today about this idea of attending meetings, how we show up, how we conduct ourselves what we contribute, what we walk away with. Is it a chance for evangelization? Mm, we're going to tie it into our, our faith lives. This is awesome. So do you uh, like or dislike going to meetings? 833-288-3986. We say this every single time we do the show because we have new listeners every single time we do the show. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. If you hear the sound of our voices, we consider you part of the Take Two family. We are a safe platform for you to come forth and share your lived experiences. Why? Because we learn and grow from you. 833-288-EWTN. 833-288-3986. Always the best time to call the show right now. If you want to weigh on in, in, in this conversation, maybe you want to talk about how the meetings that you generally attend changed during the pandemic or how they changed back. Did you go? To, did you have to go to Zoom? Are you back to you know in-person meetings? We can talk about that. Um, our, our producer Ace McKay tells us the average time spent in meetings per week is three hours, with 30% of workers reporting that they spend over five hours per week in meetings. And Debbie said some other things, interesting statistics there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 65% of employees agree that meetings prevent them from a completing their own work. So the meetings are stopping them from getting their list done at work. That's interesting. Employees multitask in at least 41% of meetings. So people are on their phones, on their calendars, writing notes, doing their reports while they're attending a meeting. So that means you're only getting half of that person <laughs> <laughs> attending the meeting. So this is very interesting. A lot uh, to be discussed about this. We need you to weigh in. Maybe you're in a meeting right now. Could you step out of the meeting and make that phone call at 833-288-3986? Or better yet, just make the phone call while you're in the meeting. Tell us. <laughs> I was going to say, put us on speakerphone. Let everybody have their say exactly. about how your meeting is going. All right, come on, Take Two Family. This is your show. Without you, again, Debbie and I can just vamp. I think that's a word in the the, the radio world, vamp. We can just kind of chit-chat and talk back and forth. You know, ad lib. Ad lib is ad another lib. way to put it. That's but cool. uh, we need your participation. 833-288-3986. I will just say right off right up front, there are some meetings I, I love going to, some I don't like going to. And I think that's probably the case with all of us. Like I said, we had a great men's fellowship meeting at church last night. So I love that. I love going to prayer meetings. What I just really do not like at all 
is when um, what I, I usually refer to it, phone calls this way, Debbie. You've heard me say this. I don't like 30-minute, five-minute phone calls, meaning a phone call that should take five minutes that takes 30 minutes. In other, so Are you trying to tell that me something? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah, I'm just teasing. But when, uh, translating that to meetings, it's the same thing. I don't, you know, you go into an agenda, mm-hmm. a, a meeting with an agenda, and you're looking yeah. like, okay, this is going to be done in 20 minutes. You know, hour and a half later, you're still there. Yeah. You know, and somebody's nitpicking this or that little point or bringing it up. It drags on. Yeah, so that, that would be my pet peeve about meetings is the ones that, uh, you know, really are, really should go far less time than they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I agree with that. I, I agree. I just get to the point. Let's get going. Everybody's, everybody's busy. I agree with that with meetings. Like, you know, don't just sit there and, you know, talk and over the same item over and over again. Okay. I love the types of meetings when you get the agenda ahead of time and there's something that's going to be um, uh, processed or developed or kind of a creative type meeting. I love those meetings. Those to me are the best because you walk away going, wow, I feel like I used every brain cell. You know, you came up with all these ideas. You thought outside the box. People got along. I love that. So those meetings I look forward to. The meetings that <laughs> that really get my, I don't know, my heart racing, it just doesn't do well, is the ones that when fights break out, have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. Where, where it's so uncomfortable and you're watching like two people go at it, you know, or, or listening to two people go at it, if you have the virtual meetings. And, um, and you're just sitting there going, oh, this is not going well. I don't know if I should jump in or should I say, oh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just don't know what to do. Although I will tell you, it does, you know, bring a little excitement to meetings. Well, and there's also the times when um, the agenda items that are pertinent to you are taken care of and out of the way in 10 minutes. And you're like going, okay, um, maybe, can I leave? <laughs> and the meeting <laughs> goes on for another hour. <laughs> and you're just sort of going, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> May I be excused? Yeah. <laughs> That is true, though. You know, you make a really good point. Why do people have to stay in meetings when their um, situation and the things that they have to cover, that, that's all been resolved and you've got that, you know, on to the next, you know, um, schedule? Why do you have to stay there? That, that, that is a good point. That, always, that, uh, that would drive me crazy, too. Well, we're talking a lot about work-related meetings, but again, we can talk about maybe you go to a, a recovery meeting, a 12-step meeting. Maybe you go to a prayer meeting. Uh, perhaps you go to you like to go to town hall meetings. I don't know why that would be, to hear the city council talking about what's going on, or maybe parent-teacher meetings, things like yeah. this. We can talk about any one of these today on the program. It's your show, Take Two, with Jerry and Debbie and you. We've got some lines already being screened by... Uh, Charles Beery, who's in for Matt Gabensky today. And that phone number again is 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. You can email take2 at EWTN.com. Try to keep them kind of brief and pithy if you can, so we can pithy. review them and get them on the air. Yeah, it's Good word. word of the day. <laughs> um, also, you can post on social media. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, hello to you there. And the show website takes your comments too, take2show.com. What do you think about meetings? Like them, love them, hate them, can take them or leave them? 833-288-3986. We're asking you today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, do you like 
going to meetings? Do you despise going to meetings? Do you just dread it? Do you just think, oh, I don't want to do this. I'll come up with any excuse. I don't think it's a white lie if I don't want to go to meetings because I don't like meetings. Do you have, do you have that kind of like, you know, you, you battle that in your mind? Uh, you know, it, it's true. Meetings can be, you know, it takes your time. It takes your attention. Although we found out that m- most of you multitask while you're in, while you're in meetings, but you know, a lot of people wrestle with it. They really struggle with it. I've had, I was a manager for many years, Jerry, and I've had, a, I had a lot of people that I worked with that they would just flat out lie and you'd catch them in lies <laughs> all mm-hmm. the time because yeah. they did not want to go to meetings. And so we changed it where we had these memos, these ongoing memos that we would send and everybody had to respond. So it was like this email virtual meeting that was constantly happening. And that seemed to work better for people. And then they stopped lying. So that was good. But before we go to the phones, Jerry, I wanted to just share with our listeners EWTN news uh, in depth by email. Join a deeper conversation about the most consequential issues facing Catholics today on EWTN news in depth with Monsi Alvarado. And you can get EWTN news in depth delivered right to your email inbox. I love this. I do. I have it, folks. You don't have to do what I do, but I love it. With details on each week's show. So all you have to do, it's super easy, is um, go to EWTN.com slash in-depth and sign up today. Beautiful. We are going to go to your calls. We want to give you the phone number again. You can join us. We're talking about do you like or dislike, love, hate, enjoy, despise, whatever, going to meetings. If you're, if you're the one who puts on the meetings, what do you do to make them so that people want to attend? and make Have them an fun? agenda and stick to it. Well, have an agenda and stick to it. Maybe you, maybe, maybe you have your meetings over lunch and you provide lunch for, for your you know, fellow meeting attendees. That, that's a, always a draw. So give us your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. 833-288. Three nine eight six. Let's start with James in Pensacola, Florida, listening today on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty well. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Okay, I, I just want to let you guys know that uh, over the years, I've been president and vice president of, of several meetings, and, but I'm not going to go into all the meetings, but I would like to share with you that I'm involved with a wonderful paternity group called the Knights of Columbus, and I've just been elected the Deputy Grand Knight for oh. our council. And so I love going to meetings because uh, you learn a lot, and it's mm-hmm. educational. Like, for example, uh, I used to be president of the Lions Club and, uh, and several board meetings it, uh, over the years. And I've learned a lot of experience, you know, you know, by listening and observing. And, and like you said earlier about the agenda, it's very important that you have an agenda in front of you because you can go straight down the agenda. And uh, as you go straight down the agenda, you know, you can get through a little bit quicker than if you don't have anything in front of you. But you, but you give about you know, five minutes to each person that would like to talk. And and as they, as they talk at the end of the five minutes, you just, you know, go on to the next agenda. And that's what I wanted to share with y'all today. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so glad you did. Brother Knight, I'm a fourth degree, past Grand Knight, past Deputy Grand Knight. Debbie's husband is a fourth degree Knight as well. And I'll be in a little less than nine hours. I will be at our monthly Knights of Columbus meeting. So God bless you, James, for uh, taking on that role. 
Um, you know, all the things that you said, you didn't go into the whole list, but you mentioned there you could have listed a lot of organizations you have uh, organized meetings for. And to me, that just shows you you get you like the big picture. OK, you, mm-hmm. you, you can see the big picture. You know, the necessity of meetings, how, how essential they really are, uh, even, uh, you know, even though we don't want to go to a lot of them sometimes. But you've got a very generous heart and it sounds like a, a really a, a spirit of leadership that I'm, I'm kind of catch taking out of what you're talking about here, James. So thank you for all that you, you do in those organizations. Debbie, I don't know if you want I agree, James. I uh, thank you for all that you do and you, you uh, put your time and effort to, towards that's, that's using of your time, talent, and treasure. Um, James, we love the Knights of Columbus. Absolutely. They're big supporters of Catholic radio. That is wonderful. Um, so there's a lot that's happening between the Knights of Columbus and Catholic radio. That is just great getting the message out there of what's going on in the communities. But James, I am right with you. Um, when, when I get something out of a meeting, I feel it was a good use of my time. Okay. If I, if I come, if I walk away from a meeting and I think to myself, wow, that was just a waste of an hour. I could, they could have just sent me an email and I would have been on my, on my way and doing my thing, you know, um, then, then, then that really frustrates me. So I agree with you when you can get something out of a meeting and I, and maybe this is good for people that are listening, that if you are a person that plans a lot of meetings for your work, you know, try to bring in something new that people can learn and grow. I I think that's brilliant, James. I I love that. You know, you know, it's funny because people were giving us suggestions about this show and they were saying like, you know, um, have a raffle, you know, have people win stuff, you know, you know, learn something new, bring in uh, food, like Jerry said, or something else, or even some games, um, some ice breaking games and stuff. So people can grow in community. But I love the fact that just make people walk away with something new. What do you say, James? Well, I say, I say, you're right on that. I also wanted to let you know Jerry know that I'm also a fourth degree knight. Oh, praise God! And, and so uh, I enjoy those meetings too. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, good, I'm good just going to go ahead and let you go and get okay. to the next caller and everything. Well, so, and, and congratulations, sir, on your new appointment as leading yeah. the Knights of Columbus. I think it's wonderful in your area. They're going to benefit from your um, your experience and your dedication. Right, Thank thanks, you, James. and God bless. God thanks, bless James. you. Yeah, we, um, our night's meetings, uh, both uh, our council at our parish and the assembly that we belong to, um, which is for the fourth degree nights, we uh, we always start with a social hour. So that kind of helps to get things, uh, you know, helps to get people there, you know. Everybody brings something that they, they want to share with the, the rest of the group, and so there's always lots of food to go around. I'm chuckling because Marty, whenever he's invited to some night's, events he'll always go is this one of the ones that has the uh has the food and the and the um the bar and stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so because some some have built in some knights of columbus have built in like little pubs and stuff right like little gathering places i haven't seen that yet but oh we we have it in arizona i think there's two or three that they actually have like it's like a little night night like a nightclub type with bar and lounge tables i don't know i just saw a picture of it i i Mm. women are not you know i don't think women can go I don't know. Right. We are talking about meetings today, though, on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And you, it's your show. Here's the phone number again, 833-288-3986. If you have 
ever worked in your life, um, if you have been a part of any, you know, organization like uh, the fraternal organization like Knights of Columbus or a women's Bible study or a 12-step group and attends meetings. I, I've met so many people who've, who go to 12-step meetings and just really swear by the, uh, the, the, what that's done in their lives. So mm-hmm. love to hear from you, your take on any sort of meeting and your uh, like or dislike of attending them, 833-288-3986. Okay, Susan is up next. She's a first-time caller from our friends at The Rock in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Susan. Oh, hi. Debbie, I know I've met you at The Rock a couple Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for calling. Oh, sure. Um, My comment is this. I used to work for one of our big hospitals here in Cleveland, and we had a CEO, and she made sure everybody was at the meeting on time. If she said the meeting was at 10, we had to be there at 10. And because she was like that, the meeting went more smooth. We got out of there a lot faster. And I think it's a good idea, but she's the only one in all the years I worked that did that. But it saved so much time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was my comment. I, I Susan, I just want to say I couldn't agree more. Like I said, I was in management for many years, and... I became really good at being kind of a stickler. Everybody showing up on time. I promised everyone they would get out on time. We would we would uh, move the agenda items if we didn't cover them to uh, um, a future meeting so that people were out the door on time. And and because of that, Susan, they respected it. They showed up. They participated. They moved quickly. Um, and we and we got going. And it was very very productive. I couldn't agree more. There's something about going to a meeting when the person who is conducting the meeting, the first things that the first thing they say out of their mouth is, I don't have an agenda today. Uh, that's like the worst meeting for me. I'm ready to just say, I got to go. <laughs> so I agree. Meeting, what? It's a never ending meeting. Ending yeah. Meeting. Because people like to talk and people like to bring up things. And some people, you know, have more time than others. And so they, they will, they will use that time to have the floor. So what do you say to that, Susan? I, I agree. If, if, if the only thing we get out of this discussion today is that people should really respect other people's time. I, I would say yes to that, Susan. What do you think? Yeah, well, she was a stickler, and believe me, everybody was always there. And, you know, you don't mind so much going to the meeting because, like, if you're five minutes early, they might not start for 15 minutes, and you're already getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, That's true. anyway, that was what I had to say. It was so nice calling in. It was wonderful of you, Susan. First yeah. time you've ever called. Don't be, a, don't be a stranger. Be a second and third and fourth and fifth time caller sometimes in the future, okay? Well, thank you. You'll be sorry you said that. No, we won't. <laughs> Not we love at the all, whole Susan. Take Two family. Yes. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. Speaking of that, yeah, I've heard, I've heard the saying before, and you've heard it, I'm sure. A lot of people say, if you're on time, you're late. Mm-hmm. You know, because they expect mm-hmm. a lot of people expect meeting attendees mm-hmm. to be there five, 10, 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. And uh, at our men's group, we are sticklers for this. We start at six, six oh one, whatever as close close to six as we can, mm-hmm. and we watch the clock during the meeting. And it gets to be about six fifty five. We kind of end our discussion and, and mm-hmm. start doing our prayer intentions at seven o'clock. Our deacon gives us a blessing, and we're out the door. So mm-hmm. we try and really 
really hard to make sure, like you said, we respect one another's time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I just want to say this real quickly because um, this is important. You brought, you know how I love food and I think food brings people together to build that fellowship. And I would agree with that, but I just want to say one thing and I want to get your take on this to see what you, how you feel about this. You know, you had brought up Knights of Columbus and other, other um, uh, groups that, you know, have food that sometimes is mixed in. And I was, I was joking about how Marty said, do they have an open bar there? And, and do they have food, you know, for this meeting, you know, social hours are really wonderful and those are great, but I will tell you that sometimes those can be very, um, a, like a long waste of time in, in, in certain areas, because like, I'll give you an example, like what happens if you go to these things and they try to mix in like a working, uh, working meeting where people are eating and you know, you're not, first of all, you're not eating that type of food. You're on a special diet. You're not drinking. You're not doing that. You know? So I'm just saying, don't you, don't you think sometimes these social hours should be like maybe before or even after a meeting and just really get to the heart of the, the material that needs to be covered and be done with it. And then if people want to stay for, to socialize and have the eating and drinking, um, I, I just, sometimes I get real bothered by that, Jerry, because it gets too much about the socializing and not enough meeting. Well, I can see your point. The only, the only drawback to that, that I can see immediately uh, right up front is that then you're really stretching out the meeting. If you have, if True. you have the food before and then the meeting or the meeting and then the food, yeah, you're kind of dub almost doubling the, the time of the time. meeting. But, but I agree with you. Yeah. If you're having a, a working lunch or something like that, um, you know, my mind is on that sub sandwich that I'm about to grab and devour, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. And that happens sometimes. I I used to do working meetings, uh, working lunches all the time. And, um, and people would say, Oh, did we even cover anything? You know, we were so busy eating the, the, you know, the sub sandwich. I mean, seriously, then that does happen. Um, I know we're getting a lot of social media comments, a lot of messages coming in, and we do have more uh, calls coming in. So if you want to join this discussion, if you have something, you know, maybe you have like a whole different angle on this about meetings, we want to know we are interested. The number to dial is 833-288-3986. We had a great uh, input from Dee Dee watching on Facebook. Hi there, everybody watching on Facebook and YouTube, the EWTN video streams there. Uh, I like this. This is a different take. You were just talking about, Debbie. Dee Dee says, we have to have family meetings in our home. We have to talk about car use and bills with the kids. We have two teens and a 10-year-old. We also talk about vacation plans and how we can help each other out. We also pray during that meeting time as a family. Okay. How many families do that? Well, I need to say something about that because we are in uh, the life coaching ministry work that we do with Stand Tall Today. You can find us at StandTallToday.com. And by the way, the registration for the occult, um, what you need to know, the same old game um, with Adam Bly is the registration starting tomorrow. So please visit us. Uh, but Jerry, we talk about family meetings all the time in life coaching. And a lot of families think it's kind of silly. Like, why do we have to actually call a meeting? It is very important and it's very good to do because people can plan, family members can plan on it. Um, they can rely on it. Um, it's a great way to come together as a unit and really um, move the family forward. Um, I, I, we're big believers in life coaching on family meetings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Dee, for weighing in on that on our program today. We do have some other social media comments. We will try and work those in as we go throughout the program here. But we're looking for uh, your call as well, your email at take2 at EWTN.com. Or again, the, uh, the phone number, it is toll-free. It's 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. If you're outside of North America, the call is 205 205- Two seven one two nine eight five, and lucky you, you get to go right to the front of the line if you're from outside of North America. Again, 205-271-2985. Let us hear from you, your take on attending meetings. That's what we're talking about today on Take Two. Work meetings, prayer meetings, PTA meetings, uh, Bible studies, men's group, Knights of Columbus, women's groups. Uh, maybe the, maybe just the word meeting sounds like fingernails on a chalkboard to you. You can let us know about that. But we want to know what you think of meetings or thought of meetings when you were maybe in the working world or maybe you are still a part of some social organizations or spiritual groups or 12-step groups, whatever. What do, you, what do you think about the meetings? Are they helpful to you? Do you find them productive? Is it sometimes a waste of time do they entice you with you know food and drink 833-288-3986 how about this have you ever fallen asleep at a meeting i have i have i i'll i will i will admit it it was a very long meeting and i was so tired i had just done uh, a couple shifts back to back in the hotel industry and i fell asleep i put my head down for one second and i was off in la la land (laughs) yeah they just let you sleep yeah, they let me sleep. Well, yeah. they knew I was tired. I mean, why wake me up? I was just going to be cranky. <laughs> All of a sudden, Debbie, what do you think? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Debbie, like, well, yes, yes, I vote yes, whatever it was. Yes, right, right. No, be honest. You've ever fallen asleep at a meeting? Probably, yeah. I don't remember specifically, but I probably have, yeah. Yeah. Marty I've, constantly I've wanted does. wanted to many times. Yeah, you want <laughs> You wanted to? Hey, we should mention um, that it's not Matt Gabinski answering phones today. Everyone's going to get a special treat. It's Charles Beery. That's right, yeah. Filling in for Matt today. Jeff Burson is on social media. We'll get to more of those comments. And Ace McKay producing the show. We are going to go to more of your calls about meetings, how you feel about them. Mary Beth is a good friend of ours listening in Marietta, Ohio, listening on St. Paul Radio. Hi, Mary Beth. Hey, guys, how are you? Great. Well, I'm sitting in my car with the air conditioner cranked in historic, beautiful Marietta, Ohio. Um, but, Debbie, you distracted me when you talked about falling asleep at a meeting. I have mm-hmm. to say this real quick. We had, I was in college at Bowling Green. Uh, we had a famous author, James Baldwin, was there talking mm-hmm. to us. I had pulled an all-nighter the night before. I think my first and only studying I kept nodding, doing that thing where your head dips, yeah. and then you put your head up, and all. And he would catch my eye all the time, and I think he thought drugs. <laughs> and I was the last one to do drugs, but anyways, it was embarrassing. I went up afterwards and apologized to him, and but mm-hmm. um, I did have to apologize to Lillian Gish, too, because she also talked one time, and I went up to her and said the stupidest thing. I said, I've never heard of you before, but that's so interesting to meet you. <laughs> that's not a compliment either. But um, what I was going to say about meetings, I love the lady that called and said about being punctual. Mm-hmm. Meetings are a big deal to me. Um, I like to do a lot of volunteer work, and my time is really important, and I feel like other time, people's time is too. 
So every meeting I ever have, um, people probably can't stand me, but I will um, write at the top of my paper, and I usually try and see if everybody else might, W-I-N, and that was from Notre Dame's coach. I can't think of his name. It starts with S. But what's important now? And so every comment, if we could just keep it to what's important now and mm-hmm. um, definitely not do the sidebars, um, one time, you know, you don't always win a lot of friends when you stick up to try and do the right thing. So I say a prayer of the Holy Spirit real quick first, mm-hmm. and he makes me a little bit bold. But one time I was at a Catholic Women's Club meeting, and keep in mind, I'm a newbie at this meeting. I hadn't gone in years. But what I saw was what everybody, why people weren't attending. All these tables were long, if you can imagine, long tables all parallel, women on both sides of the table. And then God bless our pastor, Father Mike. He would attend every meeting and sit at a nearby table that we could ask questions and permission to do things. So mm-hmm. he winds up watching me, and he said, there's your next president, which made all the ladies mad at me. But um, there were all these sidebars. All these women, and what I mean by that is, of course, they're starting to chat among themselves and ignoring the speaker. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand that. Mm-hmm. Side talking, yeah. A few, mm-hmm. I, a few things. Like, for one, a lot of times what they're doing in a sidebar is pretty interesting. I kind of wish I could listen to that, too, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I can't hear the speaker. And then the person who's chatting, they wind up wasting our time by asking questions that were already mentioned. Answered. Original. Yep. 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 So I kind of, it's like I want to avoid an occasion of sin, as we Catholics like to say. Mm-hmm. So I stood up and I said, hey, right now, everybody, let's all stand up and let's make these tables into a big U. Could we do that right now, please? And, this one, you know, there's always every organization, especially, I guess I want to say older women, but um, queen bees. I don't know if you're familiar with that kind of personality, but this one lady was, uh, she looked and she shook her head now. She said, no. My purse is right here on this chair, and now, and I said, "Oh, I'll pick up your purse," <laughs> mm-hmm. and because you know we really needed to do it, or I would have gone insane. Right. So we did. Then on, we have a big U. People do not talk over each other. There's no sidebars. And then one more thing: I'm in now Merida Noon Lions Club, and sometimes the same thing can happen in any club. I think we should have like a roll of uh, duct tape, and if someone starts talking, that someone should raise that duct tape in the air, and that means if you don't quiet we're going to put that on your mouth (laughs) and then also i think it's good yeah the last thing is it's good to have your um like mission statement in writing too every time we have a meeting so that we can realize you know this is what we're about and merida noon lions is two words we serve Mm. Well, Mary Beth, you said so many things that we need to touch upon, and I th- and and great things. Uh, these the the side talking, the sidebars that you refer to, you know, of of really distracting from from uh, you know everyone paying attention and listening, and 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 also too that go that falls on the person who's who's uh, leading the meeting as well. They should stop that immediately. I always used to stop that immediately because especially if if it starts, it's, it it kind of has a a ripple effect. Other people start start doing it. And then you have like just chaos and nobody's paying attention. So yeah, I, I completely agree. Having the room set up in a, a certain way where everybody's faced, um, you know, where they, where they're not, where, where it would prevent them from having those side conversations that would help as well. But I loved what you said about writing win down. What's important now. I love that because that keeps everybody focused and it keeps everybody, um, you know, moving in the right direction and finishing the meeting. Um, I think it also, 
also too, just to set the um, goals and the expectations at the right at the beginning of the meeting of what you want for this meeting, how quickly it's going to be, um, you know, finishing up and everything like that, respecting everybody's time, keeping everybody on track. Um, I, I agree with you because I've, I've been at those meetings you're talking about, Mary Beth, and I'll tell you what, it is so annoying. And you're right. It is, it is um, kind of enticing a bit to get into somebody else's side conversation, especially if there's any grumblings going on or if you, or if there's any kind of arguments ready to break out, it, it does have that adrenaline rush to it. So yeah, it's very interesting, Mary Beth. There, there is an art to conducting a, a really uh, good, productive meeting. There's an art to it. So I would, I love that win. What do you say, Jer? Nothing I can add to that. I think you, uh, you and Mary Beth covered it all pretty well. Um, uh, and uh, you, you mentioned Mary Beth. I think you said a Notre Dame football coach. His name started with F. It might have been Jerry Faust. I'm not sure. Um, I'm thinking back in Notre Dame football lore. But anyway, anything else, Mary Beth, you wanted to comment on what mm -hmm. Debbie was sharing? Um, it was the letter F. And um, he, he went to oh, yes. uh, coach at North F. Um, he's real famous. Uh, I should know who this is. Schumler. Is Holtz, oh, oh, no, that's who it is. Holtz. Sorry, Lou it Holtz. Was yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why I, that's why <laughs> I was giving very, Jerry, uh, yeah, Jerry, a chance because I thought that's okay. Who it was? Very uh, life skillsy, motivational, um, mm -hmm. you know, motivational mm -hmm. phrases and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Lou Holtz. Yeah, he's fantastic, wonderful, beautiful, faithful pro-life Catholic. Very strong, staunch Catholic too, as well. So. All right, Mary Beth, thank you so much for being with us here again today. Not a first-time caller, so we appreciate hearing from Mary Beth at 833-288-3986. We have Donna in uh, North Glen, Colorado listening, who is a first-time caller. Donna, we're so grateful that you have taken the time to call today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. It's nice to meet you over the phone. Um, I'm, an, I'm an animator in... Um, the Families of Nazareth Movement U.S. It's an ecclesial movement out of Poland. Um, it was started in 1980 by Father Tado Steicher. He passed away. Mm -hmm. Young people and people trying to find, um, searching for a way leading to spiritual growth and sanctity. And it spread rapidly beyond the borders of Poland to the whole U.S. It came here with John Paul, too, as well. Mm. So, um, you know... Interestingly enough, I, we have meetings, and um, an animator really, there's a lot of things to it, but the charism is just that it consists of an effort to live a full personal communion of life with Christ through Mary, described as an act of total abandonment for service to Christ and His Holy Church, you know? So it teaches love of God and other human beings. And so Father Tezitzuch Deitcher uh, wrote books based on talks that he gave in Poland. I mean, people would write down his notes, and it ended up being turned into books. And um, so they're worldwide, and um, we sometimes use In the Arms of Mary or God Alone Suffices or um, The Gift of Faith was the first one, which is really good, and they're all good. So we will read the book, like, say, you know, read page one to five, and then um, we have a decalogue. So when we come into the meeting, we pray our little prayers for everyone that we need to pray for, you know, and then we start and we say our decalogue. So it's sort of like a 12 step prayer program, but it's a charism of the Holy Spirit, you know? So we go through the decalogue and it's all in the eye. Meetings are led by the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the meeting is to become aware of my weaknesses, the truth of being loved by God, to respond and desire to deepen my faith 
be open to others, my brothers and sisters in the group, to share different experiences of my faith and how God is present in my life. So when you go to a meeting, you pray to God and others and myself. So the prayer of empty hands is recommended. They don't have to do that. I remember them as God's child, and then we list them. There's many more. There's like 10 little ones, a wee tree one. But, you know, it's you're God's child, and you're listening. You're not responding. It's not a teaching thing. It's learning the truth about ourselves through the Holy Spirit and Mother Mary, our mom. So because she gave us, she gave, um, God gave us to her through John of the Cross, and we're allowed to call her Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody sure. does that, but I do. What's <laughs> the Mama? Anyway, um, so, you know, the thing about the meeting is it might start at 6.30, and some people could be late, so we started it, but they walk in quietly. It doesn't disturb anyone. We kind of just, it's formation. Um, so you're being formed, and I guess in that formation, I guess if you're living a life like that, you kind of don't let it bother you. (laughs) It's not information, it's formation. So if someone came late, I just let them come, and um, they know when it starts, and they know it ends at 7.30, but they can leave at 7.30. We'll end it, but then people stay to talk because you have to talk in the eye, and sometimes people are confused, so they want to share after. So we have to be out of the church by 8 o'clock, but, you know, I just find it to be very amazing. It's the most loving movement I've ever been. I've been in every Marian movement you could think of, you know, and I've done all the consecrations, but this entrustment to the Blessed Mother is the deepest I've ever done because I have a spiritual director, and luckily he's from Poland, <laughs> So he's immersed in the movement, immersed in Blessed Mom, and he's such an he's like Padre Pio to me, and to everyone. I mean, we're so blessed to have these spiritual directors that were brought up in the movement, you know? So it's just so amazing. I, I mean, it's not intrusive. It's not, if someone comes late, I'm not going to ask them, what are you doing? We yeah, just kind of right. stay in our own with the Holy Spirit. You get it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I totally get it, Donna, and I'm taking notes as you're speaking. Me too. And mm-hmm. the couple main points that I put down is it sounds like it's not agenda-driven, mm-hmm. which lends itself more to, like you said, people coming in a little bit later, leaving early whenever they want. The Holy Spirit is sort of flowing in this, more of a fluid type of meeting. And Organic. I Organic. It's great. That's a great word, organic. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the purpose of it, you know, for, for growth and holiness and learning about ourselves through the Holy Spirit and, and Mary. Um, yeah, I think I, that makes perfect sense to me, Debbie, that they wouldn't mm-hmm. have necessarily the same desire to have the strict get here on time. We're leaving sure. on time. You know, well, it's a, yeah, it's a very Holy Spirit um, led um, meeting. And, you know, that, and that and let's face it, Donna, that's very different than what we're talking about. These day to day work meetings. Right. You know, very different. But so yours is very rich. You know, you're walking away with a, a lot there because, you know, you're entering into the promptings of the spirit, the inspirations of the spirit. And so with that comes a tremendous amount of spiritual uh, depth. Any, any last comments on that? I agree with what you're saying. And I do agree with time. Like I do believe I'm learning from you at seven 30. I'm going to say three minutes or four minutes before I'm just going to like, guys, time to stop or bring a little bell. Because I think those people that have to leave for their families need to be honored. And so maybe they feel uncomfortable leaving, you know? And I think it's interesting, though. They come on time. There's maybe one lady who's always late her whole life that comes a little late, and that's just her thing. (laughs) 
her persona, <laughs> her character. So anyway, you know, it's really funny because of the love of God, they're drawn at the right time. But I agree. Like with the 12-step program, I've gone to those. Or like if you're doing Knights of Columbus, they mm-hmm. have to start. you got to give some ground rules that are pretty strict. Yeah. Yeah. And stick with the ground rules. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Donna, thank you so much. And thank you for the ministry work that, you know, you can hear it in your voice. You are, you are really um, in love with that ministry and it's, it's benefiting you. You can hear it because your voice sounds, it's very joy filled. Well, praise God. You too. You both sound amazing on this show. And so I love listening to both of you. You guys have a blessed day. Okay. You too. You too. Wow, great calls today. We're talking about uh, your uh, attitude toward meetings. Like them, dislike them, uh, various meetings. You probably go to a number of different ones. Some you probably like more than others. Mm -hmm. There's still time to get you on if you'd like to share your thoughts at 833-288-3986. And before we continue, I want to mention Register Radio with Jeanette DeMello and Matthew Bunsen. That is Saturday afternoons, 4 o'clock Eastern Time and Sunday mornings at 11 Eastern Time, right here on EWTN Radio. And this week, Dr. Matthew Bunsen interviews host Jeanette DeMello. So they're going to kind of team up, and Matt's going to interview Jeanette. And she explains what it takes to run an almost 100-year-old Catholic newspaper. Nice. That's Register Radio, Saturday afternoons, 4 Eastern, and Sunday mornings at 11 Eastern Time. Okay, we're getting a lot of social media comments coming in, so we'll be addressing those. Like Tony said, the best uh, meetings are brown bag lunch meetings with a set ending time. Meeting over, um, the meeting's over and lunch is over too. That's true. I agree with you, Tony. I love bringing my own lunch because sometimes the lunches that they provide aren't something that's on my, that I can eat. So yeah, I agree with that. Also too, we've got a a question that came in is, how would you stop people um, if you're conducting a meeting? Um, on with, with the side conversations. And I, I joked uh, back and said, I would just say, please stop talking or else you're going to get kicked out of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that? I actually had a... Um, uh, a manager once say, you know, if I hear one more uh, side conversation happening, oh, I'm going to ask you to leave by name and you're going to be totally humiliated. Everybody was super quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. Yeah, so again, thanks to Tony for weighing in with that. Um, let's see. Oh, Anna Marie uh, says she's watching on YouTube. Hi, Anna Marie and all of you watching on YouTube and Facebook. She says, I loved meetings. The only time I ever sat at work, seriously, from the time I arrived at the hospital or surgeon's office till I left nine or 10 hours later, I stood. So a meeting to me meant I could sit, LOL. But I have to say, I don't like it when employees feed off of each other's complaints. It becomes never ending. Mm-hmm. And that is something I was actually going to bring up, Debbie, is, you know, when you kind of throw, throw it open, you know, to anybody to comment how they want. And one person says something and it ruffles this person's feathers and they say mm-hmm. something. And pretty soon, I think you were talking about that a little bit, the side conversations or the, mm-hmm. the going back and forth, the arguments. Maybe not really arguments, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah points of contention I, I, this those those um that side talking is very um it's very uh, destructive to the to the outcome of the meeting and and i i've never seen it work well actually um it's 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 actually yeah it doesn't work michael m said great topic as i just attended our monthly knights of columbus business meeting those i enjoy i love that let's hear what liz has to say jerry in linden uh michigan on ave maria radio hi liz 
Hey, Jerry and Debbie, good to talk to you. It's my, I think, second or third time calling, and I love this topic. Welcome back. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, first of all, I just have total respect and total like regard very for life coaching and what Debbie has done because she has a lot of experience as you, you as well, Jerry. And uh, so, yeah, it's um, so uh, mm-hmm. many of the comments were spot on. So my, I um, so just real quick because I know you got other callers. I got I'm outside with my birds. Sorry about that. <laughs> So, uh, so one of the things uh, I was a healthcare manager for decades, and one of the things I learned early on from a very, very skilled leader is that when you when you get into a meeting with people, you have to listen to them. And um, but first of all, what Debbie said is you or others, I think as well, you have to set ground rules. And so if a leader is strong enough, I don't mean overpowering, just set the tone, and then they know you're the leader, and you'll let that person talk, and someone always wants to interrupt. And you say, just wait a minute, wait a minute, let her finish. And then you regroup on what she said, and she, uh, or he said, did you say that? Okay, good. Now let's keep it going. And so I think um, the thing that people don't have a lot today is they don't have people to listen to them. And so when they're in a meeting, um, they're face-to-face. I mean, obviously there's Zoom and all that, but they're face-to-face, and you can be face-to-face with people and give them their own continence to say, I want to hear what you have to say, and that's the best blessing for someone. Everybody kind of, this is the ground rule, let this person speak. What do you think, guys? I think, Liz, you're absolutely right on, and especially in the life coaching arena. I know Debbie is mm-hmm. a master at that. I'm, I'm far less masterful at that than she, than she is. But I was, as you were talking, I was thinking of this show, actually. Um, we have had callers like you call in and say, you know, I, here's what I like about your show. And they say kind of something that you just said. And Debbie and I, we, we're not looking for, you know, pats on the back or anything, but we're looking to give people a place where they can be heard, where their story can be told, they are listened to. And, uh, you know, we try very carefully to, you know, take uh, some notes as people are talking and, and, and address the specific things that they said and repeat things back to them. So I, I, can, I can easily see, Debbie, how that uh, relates to, to meetings. People, it's, it's just the same type of environment. Mm-hmm. Liz, you were uh, absolutely fantastic at being prompted by the Spirit to call in because what a great way to end this discussion. You brought something to mind that I think is important that we we share that. People are are... Um, disconnected from others. And so when they get into a meeting, it is a stage, it is a platform for them to talk and for people to listen. And we can validate um, them. And it, and so sometimes people will use that almost as a way to to fulfill that need inside of them, that they want somebody to listen to them. They want to feel valued. They want to feel important. And, you know, and, and, and again, it goes back to whoever's conducting the meeting. If we, if you can set it up where everybody does get a chance to speak, if everybody does get a chance to, to voice their opinion and to be heard and validated, um, it, it does take on kind of that 12 step 
you know, kind of feeling. And that's important. Um, I agree with you, Liz. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm thinking back to a lot of meetings. I, I've, I've, I've uh, done a lot of meetings that, that I've been in charge of. And, and you're right there. You, you can identify that one or two people that come into the meeting and they just want to be heard no matter what. Any, any final comments, Liz? <laughs> Liz, you were, you were spot on. Thank you for bringing yeah. that oh, to good. our attention. Thanks, Debbie and Jerry and um, you guys are both spot on, and yeah, that was that was the message. Just um, well, first of all, from what you said early on, set some ground rules, and then you have to have uh, a strong leader. I don't mean overpowering. I don't mean you know someone who's you know going to bang people over the head, but someone who orchestrates so that people can be listened to. That's all I wanted to say. And thank you guys. You're great. Oh, we love God you, Liz. You, thank Liz. you. Thank you. Yeah, I think a word that came to mind as she was talking about a meeting leader or a group leader is somebody with somewhat thick skin. You know, you can't mm-hmm. be and organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and organized. You know, mm-hmm. but you can't be um, you can't be dis- you know disrupted or, or rattled. You know, if, if some of these things that we've talked about on the show today, these side conversations, the mm-hmm. arguments break out. You've got to be able to you know control things in a, a very uh, you know charitable but a firm way. So yeah, yeah. And I want to mention real quick, if I the may. Agenda. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just. Uh, Debbie, you've seen Sound of Freedom. I'm going tomorrow with Good. a group from my men's group. We're going to go to the matinee tomorrow at 2.15. And mm-hmm. uh, I know you would join me in just encouraging those who have not yet seen the movie to get out and mm-hmm. see it. I haven't seen it. I'll see it tomorrow. But I know you can really uh, encourage people. It's based on a true story. And this is a very, very important uh, film mm-hmm. that people should see. Absolutely. I've seen it twice. I think everybody should see it. Um, that's my personal opinion because it, uh, we need to know what's going on and how we can help and what we can pray for. Um, we have more social media that's coming in from Tim. Mateo and Enrique and Jennifer talking about Toastmasters meetings and being late for meetings and all sorts of things. And you know what? This is a a great discussion. We learn and grow together as the body of Christ. Tomorrow's uh, topic is what year what year was pivotal in in who you are today? What year mm. was that defining moment of your life where you said, wow, I remember that exactly. It was 1985 or 94 or 2001 or 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has these uh, periods, these moments in our lives when you come to maybe a fork in the road or something and God does something in your life or you achieve something. So again, yeah. What year was pivotal in making you who you are today? That's our week-ending topic tomorrow. But great show, as you said again today. We had Charles Beery on the phones, Ace McKay producing, and Jeff Burson on social media. And don't forget tomorrow, you can register for the, the Occult webinar with our guest, Adam Bly, about what we should be aware of as parents. That's, that's tomorrow you can register. Until then, have a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.